Welcome to your Veterans Resource Podcast, Return to Roots. This podcast is for service members and their family members regarding retention, transition, and reintegration from active duty to veterans in the community. Hi, I'm your host, Chris Elder, an active duty senior chief in the United States Navy. My partner in crime slash host is Yogi Hernandez, who's an active duty chief in the Navy. Together, we are documenting our experiences as we prepare to transition and reintegrate into the community. Every podcast will have actionable content that will benefit American service members and their families, as well as those who have already transitioned and reintegrated. This is a warning for all you listeners that may have little ears around you. Please make sure that you uh, listen to the material first before you let little ears hear it. And if you have any experiences where it triggers anything, there is a program that you could use. It's called Courage to Call 211. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Josh Prado. I'll go ahead and do an intro after, but I want to introduce you to the hosts of Return to Roots podcast. Uh, on our show, we're going to have Chris Elder. He's a retiring senior chief here in San Diego, as well as Yonatan, aka Yogi Hernandez, also a retiring chief, uh, also Navy. Um, and they're going to be your hosts for the duration of this podcast and many more. Um, amazing to have these guys actually know them personally and get to spend some time with both of them um, this week as well. So I'm really excited about our episodes today. Uh, take it away, Chris. All right, brother. Uh, you know, we always like to talk about um, the why. And, you know, there's a, there's a whole entire book about it. You know, you got um, Simon, uh, what was it? Simon, Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. Yeah, Simon Sinek, right? And he talks about this in, in uh, very great detail in his book that he released. Uh, um, you know, uh, the why, you know, know your why. So uh, we kind of wanted to start off with that. Um, you know, why return to roots? Well, as Yogi and I were sitting and going through transition, we both uh, we both came from Japan, and uh, we came here together, and we were both going through a process of transitioning and retiring out. Um, and we we're just like, man, you know, what's really irritating is all the frustrations that we see, and you know, and the high rate of um suicide there is between our community and it's just you know it's really sad to see that you know that number 22 shouldn't even exist you know so um that's kind of like the first why is to eliminate that number completely something else that we want to address is also the incarceration rates that are facing our veteran community and Myself and Chris, we were lucky to be a part of a congressional hearing and listen to how a very successful military member transitions from the military into a civilian society, and from there they become full of challenges, full of depression, full of life. And then they hit this roadblock that turns them into 
part of the system. Um, we've no, we've made this correlation that being in the military, we are and have become part of the system, right? So as we transition, I'm at 21 years, Chris is at 20, and it's actually easier to join the military than it is to transition out of the military. And one of the hardest parts that we see is that everybody, especially towards their end of their military career, the we just want to just transition out. So what we do is instead of focusing on taking care of everything within ourselves, we end up just saying, you know what? I'm done with the military. I am going to move forward with life. And then once I'm out there, I will figure it out as I go along. So we don't prepare. And that includes from, you know, the everybody talks about the VA and what they need to do. Uh, but they also talk about, you know, going to college and all the dreams and fantasies, but nobody fully prepares. And it's really sad and heartbreaking to see successful military members transition and they don't find their purpose, they don't find their why, and instead they end up committing things that they're not proud of afterwards. Um, so that's what, you know, our point of doing prepare to or return to roots is going to be to focus on service members transitioning out, also active duties uh, members and spouses and families to be able to have and learn the resources that are available to the community on a consistent basis. There is uh, what 66,000 nonprofit organizations across the United States that are available to us that honestly, in my last 21 years, I've only known maybe maximum about 10 or 20 of them. Had I known what some of the organizations that we're now learning about are able to do, wow, I would have been able to help so many, so many service members that I've been a part of to help them as they're exiting, right? One of my my biggest goals, once I, you know, as I, as I made 15 years in and I knew I was not, no longer going to, um, it was no longer about me. It was all about taking care of my people. It didn't matter to me whether they were going to be making it a career out of the military or they were going to be getting out. My only, only stipulation to them was, A, I just, everybody gets out of the military. I just want you to have a time. I just want you to have a plan, not just a dream, but a plan. Write it down, prepare, execute, and be ready for the time that that door hits you, right? And my, my personal example, I've been in all this time, and I thought that I was ready, and now I'm literally around the, the block and it feels like I'm not ready at all. Yeah. So it's, it, crazy. 
it can feel like you're behind the the eight ball when it comes to getting out. Cause like, I feel like with, in both of your scenarios and just kind of a quick background on myself is I spent 11 years in the Navy. Um, so I, I grew up in San Diego. I joined the Navy at 17, uh, spent 11 years in, and then I've had enough time over the last 10 years actually to acclimate to several different industries um, after my service that had nothing to do with what I did in the service um, in aviation to telecom, higher education, engineering, IT, nonprofits. And um, fortunately, I've been able to kind of reintegrate with each one of those things. And that's the goal is to kind of remain nimble. I, I think in um, what you're experiencing in, in my perspective is you spend a long time, especially those that are 10, 15 years or retiring 20 years, um, you're spending that amount of time in there. So now it's a little, it can be actually even more overwhelming transitioning out because you're having to, uh, like, you, like you mentioned earlier, it's easy to join and then coming out, it'd be different, you know, maybe you do four years, maybe you're not so acclimated to the service, but um, it, it can be, um, uh, you're so used to something over 10 plus, 20 plus years, and now you're coming into the other side where it's important to have connections um, uh, and you have to know about those resources. And uh, a good rule of thumb is a, a lot of, if you do have the opportunity to prepare two to three years out or you know, before you get out of the service, you have a time to kind of go through these different things. Um, I didn't, and that's part of my why. Uh, I, you know, you kind of just get spit out. You take TAPS class and you say, hey, you know what, see you later. And um, I detached so much from the military community, from the resources. Um, it wasn't until, uh, you know, fire was lit up under me um, when I had, uh, uh, I had my daughter actually was one of my main reasons that I went back to school. Um, and I, I got re-engaged to um, uh, my goals in life, but we hope that it doesn't take something as drastic as um, uh, going to prison, having a kid, you know, financial crisis or something for somebody to, um, to, to find these things. So part of my life's mission is to make sure that, you know, no, no veteran or transitioning service member is left behind in what we do. So uh, part of uh, what you guys do and with your podcast and what we're doing here with um, workshops for warriors and, and a few of the other organizations that I'm associated with is make sure that we cover the gap, um, you know, and, and close the gap uh, for um, education, for training, for mentorship. There's so many different things. It's, I, I, I can, you know, I know it can be very overwhelming um, when you have a longer period of time to, to, to figure those things out and and um, figure out what's best for you, it's, it's a lot better. But when it happens all at once, it can be, the best thing I can do is take something off that person's plate, whether it's how to find a job, where to go to school, how to connect with a mentor, how to start a business. Um, that's essentially what I'm uh, an expert or a specialist in, is in that military transition space. Um, and I'm always happy to help in, in any area. So I'm glad to connect with you guys and share some of those resources, or maybe you have some questions um, that, you know, have been uh, on your mind and, and get you some resources that maybe that you're are new to you or that you've already heard of. Um, uh, and we I know that we are going to be able to work together uh, on on helping, you know, reduce the, the number of folks that are having a struggle with transition. Yeah, bro. And you, you guys both hit great points about joining the military 
it's so uh it's institutionalized it's easy it's it's uh it's set up that way you know they've they have hundreds of years of experience at this and it's a process you know um that is just well uh put together but the process getting out um is obviously not well put together and really it, it's it boils down to this we're all individually responsible for our own transition and reintegration process after we've been told that we have to work as a team it's the whole entire team the tribe you know uh the navy the army whatever you know they make the final call we've been taught not to make the final call because we're always waiting for the final call so it's not it's not a surprise when i look at the streets and i see that there's 33 uh 1136 homeless vets according to the most recent va study out there that there's that many homeless vets out there they fell through the cracks and that's just at one any given time you know uh less than 0.06 percent of the population joined the military that's a staggering number 0.6 percent joined the military right it's it's less than one percent but yet our our population of the homeless is 6% of the homeless. According to uh, uh, VA studies, you know, they're out there. We, our brothers and sisters right now, at this given point in time, they're homeless because they were left alone in their, in their transition and reintegration process with after being institutionalized and after not maybe not getting that right resource or not getting plugged in. Um, and obviously, there's nothing you could do about a horse that doesn't drink from the trough. You could take the horse to the trough, but you can't make it to drink the water. You know what I mean? So um, that's just something to really kind of think about, you know, and there's a, uh, you know, according to the DOD skill bridge every year, there's 200,000 service members are getting that every year. That's, that's insane. And the fact is, is the majority of them, um, they end up seeking reemployment after three years. Um, I think the percentage is about 80% after three years. Yeah, I mean, I've worked in the transition to, you know, a lot of folks, their primary and secondary concern when they're getting out relates to um, employment or reskilling or, or um, upskilling in some sort of category. So, um, if you rush into that, you know, I think that there's so much of a of a rush into, um, you know, what their next job's going to be or where they're going to go to school. So even though I've, I've worked in that area, I mean, in, in no way should we, you know, have someone, a service member be so stressed out that they rush into those things. Because the worst thing we all know is, um, you know, going to school for something that you don't want to do or going to, you know, take a job just because you're trying to pay the mortgage after the military. Um, you know, I, we want to see our, our brothers and sisters thriving in what they do and excited to get up and do what they're doing, you know, day after day. So um, I, I really like to work in the training and employment space. Um, but at the same time, a lot of it, like uh, Yogi said earlier, is self-discovery and knowing what makes you tick. Because, you know, essentially you do have so many different ways you can fund um, your, your training or your school or your next opportunity uh, that you don't want to jump and, and waste it on the wrong thing. So um, it, it's one thing to have a million conversations and have too many, you know, people telling you do this, do this, do that. 
It's another thing to have no one tell you and you just guess. Um, but there's a right, you know, kind of like a Goldilocks. There's like a right amount of conversations you have with people around you um, and mentors to kind of steer you in the right direction. Because, um, you know, I think uh, we're the ones that are going to, to be able to catch that the eye of somebody and say, you know, get their ear and say, you know, I think you should look into this. I think you should go talk to this person. And so even though we're doing this on a podcast right now, you know, something that you and I, Chris, and a lot of the others are doing is, is doing like lunch and learns or kind of just, you know, meeting up with each other and making sure that we're all familiar with the same resources and people. Um, because you'd like to have the chain of events be, you know, they go through a transition workshop, you know, whether it be TAPS or Onward to Opportunity, you know, XYZ, there's a lot of transition programs. But for somebody to have, they have the opportunity to have that conversation with one of us and us say, hey, you know, go talk to Yogi and then go talk to Josh and go, and, and maybe, you know, six conversations later, they have the right school, they've got the right job, they've got some people to hang out with, and, you know, on the weekend, they've got um, some events on their calendar, and they've got, you know, a couple of things, because like I said, there's a, there's a really nice, um, you know, in between of too much information or not enough information and just kind of like that right amount of, um, of people, you know, people and, and resources around you. Um, the worst thing to do would be to just disconnect because like you said, isolation kills. Um, it can hurt you when it comes to jobs. It can hurt you when it comes to, um, you know, uh, your, your living situation, um, your mental health. Um, I, I think the goal of this, all, we're, I think we're very much aligned on, on making sure that everybody understands they're not the only one going through this, you know, 10 years ago, I wish I would have ran into you or, you know, vice versa, you know, so we would have caught each other at the past. And so it's our responsibility now, it's not too late. And I think what's cool about um, a lot of the folks like yourselves um, taking initiative um, as senior enlisted or officers or retirees is to be, to recognize not only are you transitioning out, but in your case and in some other case, you might have a large following of, or you might have a large group of people that you can help right immediately as you transition because you have that information now. It's not just you going through the transition. You're, you're taking that initiative of, I'm going through this and I'm also gonna pass that along to the folks that are getting out and I might be able to impact 10 people, you know, just by, just by me sitting here and listening to you all. And it's, it's funny you mentioned that, right? So, and, and we talk about creating a tribe and how we want to bring, our goal has been throughout the military to bring and raise people over our shoulders so that they're more successful, right? Um, not only talk about my accomplishments, but helping them grow and be better than us as we came along. And this epidemic that we're facing as service members that is now getting the light of day that it needs in order to be more successful, we want to be a part of the fix. We want to be a part of the solution. There's no point on sitting there and complaining about it, right? Everybody thinks and complains about that TAPS class. There was too much information. It wasn't good enough, so on and so forth, which, I mean, they're not wrong, but as I was told, because right, because I was part of the bitching 
you know, bitch and Betty at the time, I was like, hey, you know, and I've personally gone through five top slappers throughout my entire career just because I wanted to be ready for the day that I got out, right? And here I am getting out and I still feel like I'm not ready, right? Uh, and we met Maurice uh, Williamson. I don't know if you uh, met him, uh, but one of his biggest things, he was like, hey, what is the purpose of taps? And everybody answers, you know, throws everything out there, all oh, to prepare us for transition, you know, show us the way. And he's like, no, hold up. Their only purpose is to share information with you. Once he painted that portion under that light, wow. Honestly, the perspective of that shifted. And there was more appreciation to what TAPS has to offer than anything else. Now, reaching out to the other members of the community, i.e. San Diego Veterans Coalition, Work for Warriors, um, and there's so many more that I'm not going to start naming all of them, right, um, that are here for you, just knowing, right? The biggest problem is that we don't know what we don't know. And by staying in a silo, right, we make it harder for us to be successful and fix this problem by sharing all of this knowledge, like we've talked about, is the more you know, the more everyone else knows, the more we have a bigger community. And like you were mentioning, I'm bringing my tribe, everybody that I've ever talked to, and I'm pushing them forward with the knowledge, right? Whether they, they take it or not, that's up to them. But at least they have, and they have been exposed to it. When they're ready, they'll request that information, you know? Yeah, I think, I think it's essentially it's just learning for the sake of others as well. It's not yeah. just for yourself. So um, I think there's going to be, I described with Chris, a, a number of different communities that the service member that just goes through um, TAPS or TRS or um, you know, the government mandated ones will, will not find out about or get time to spend uh, learning about these other organizations just within there. I, I personally don't focus on as much uh, or put a lot of weightage on the TAPS and TRS because it's a government mandated process, out processing. Um, now, the rest of the ownership and the opportunity we've recognized over time is that it's like complaining about McDonald's when there's five five-star restaurants next door. So exactly, there, there, there's there's a lot of programs. Some of them are nationwide. Some of them are local. Um, you know, I can you know name a, a few of them as well. But you know, I, I'm sure we can we can share those. Uh, you know, whether uh, you know in the links or or anything like that. But essentially, there's a number of resources that are. Um, have been brought forth to the veteran community that are in addition to almost a follow, a follow on to TAPS, TRS, XYZ, that do give you the time, whether it's weeks or months, to digest a lot of the information that you, uh, you know, that you need to know to transition uh, and, and feel confident in those things. So, uh, you know, and that's what we're, we're getting familiar with. You know, I'm, I'm sure you'll have some of the organizations on your show, um, Onward to Opportunity, uh, Vet CTAP, uh, there's uh, Centurion Military Alliance. There's there's so many, I don't know, even want to name exactly which ones, but the idea <laughs> exactly. is that there are organizations in addition to 
and I think we should, even though they're not mandatory, they're optional, is it's up for us, um, whether it's senior enlisted officers or veterans that have already transitioned, to make sure that we kind of uh, nudge the individuals to make sure that they enroll in one of those um, programs. And during that program, then they'll have time slots where they go across, here's the different organizations that can connect you to jobs. Here's the organizations that can connect you to business opportunities. Here's the organizations that can connect you to housing resources. And, and I think the more we do that, the, the better. I mean, that's what we've been doing for years. Maurice Wilson is, um, I've known for years, and he's one of the hard chargers that's leading the charge with his organization to um, make sure that you know we don't let anybody fall through the cracks. Yeah, bro, I love it. Thank you for everything that you're teaching us, sharing with us, and you're allowing us to be successful in this transition and sharing all of these resources. Um, we truly appreciate it. What kind of questions do you have for us? Uh, well, I've had I've spent some time time with Chris. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually kind of almost do the reverse because I've been in this space. For, for years, um, I know many of the people, the players and the organizations um, that have been um, doing what you guys are doing, but at the same time, some of them may have dropped off. And so it's important for us to continue um, to stay engaged with each other. So um, just for context, uh, I'm currently the recruitment manager for Workshops for Warriors, which is a welding and machining school um, for advanced manufacturing. Um, so we help um, rebuild American manufacturing one veteran at a time. Um, we're not only uh, for just veterans. We do have civilians and military connected uh, individuals in the program. Um, so I'm the point of contact in San Diego for um, that nonprofit, um, which is veteran owned and operated. Uh, again, that's workshops for warriors, um, WFW.org. Um, I'm also uh, a, a member of the uh, Veterans Employment Committee of San Diego. So we host the job fairs here locally for our San Diego-based um, uh, veterans and transitioning service members. Uh, and I'm also on the board of directors for um, Us for Warriors in Chula Vista. Um, we have a number of programs from um, work to food for warriors to um, art for warriors and um, uh, you know, and some additional things uh, as well. So there's so many different communities. Uh, I'm also very involved in the veteran and um, entrepreneur community. So um, I've worked with organizations like Bunker Labs um, as an ambassador for their program. Um, it, it, you know, may, you may not, not be aware of Yogi, but there is um, every six months uh, in every major city across the U.S. for the most part, there is uh, 10 veteran-owned businesses going through a six-month mentorship program that gives them access to uh, office space, mentors, um, Google ad spend money, um, a few, <laughs> uh, and also an alumni of thousands of other veteran entrepreneurs. Um, so when we're thinking about what success is after service, some for some people that may be to have a stable job and you know have a government uh, you know position in uh, cybersecurity. For another person that may be to be a venture capital you know venture capitalist and um, have some sort of uh, a veteran-owned business and you know financial technology, you know who knows what that that is. But we do have a range. Um, I've been at the forefront of pushing um, the veteran post post 9/11 veteran professional community, um, and with a lot of our kind of 
stars in that community um, being those that are um, pushing the envelope of what you can do as a veteran, whether that be a DJ, actor, um, uh, you know, you name it. There's so many different avenues that you can get into, uh, in, in, even in entertainment and, and media. Um, we just currently, as we uh, are sitting here now, there's a movie in the theaters called um, The Plane with Gerard Butler. Um, and there's a Navy SEAL, his name is Remy Adeleke, that lives here in San Diego, that is actually in the film. Um, and it's also uh, on Special Forces on Fox. So we've got people all over um, doing all kinds of really cool things. Um, so uh, I, I try and stress the success stories just as much as there are the folks that have been less fortunate. Um, you know, uh, like, like Chris said, there's uh, some times where um, you, know, you, you give people the resources and they may not be able to, um, to process them at the time. And, uh, you know, but we're all, we are all, you know, one decision away, we, you know, can be a statistic as well. So we, we do have a strong um, reintegration community here in San Diego uh, as well. So there are folks that are getting out of the service that have more of a, um, uh, have had issues with uh, reintegrating into society. So that, that's on one side, but on the other side, you know, there are some very successful, whether that be financial or whether that be some other sort of success. Um, there are many, many of those individuals in our community as well. That's awesome, man. Think, and that's very heartwarming to know. You know, um, I kind of want to uh, share our stories, Yogi. Uh, it, Yogi, why don't you uh, go ahead and break it in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I've been in, so I was born and raised in Mexico City. And then after around the age of 12, my family migrated here. And we started going through the assimilation of being what an American, a Mexican-American is, right? Uh, I went to Houston, Texas. I did my middle school and my high school there. Afterwards, I joined the military. I joined the military as the part of the um, early enlistment program. And I almost, at, a year later, I almost didn't join. Um, you know, the high school sweetheart story, my sister, she actually had an intervention for me. She flew, she flew from uh, Boston because she was going to school then. Uh, she had a full ride scholarship to go to Harvard. She took a week off to come down because originally she was against me joining the military. But, but at that point, she came down, she had an intervention with me and said, hey, I don't like you going to the military because I think they're going to brainwash you. However, I think this is the best thing that you have going on for you. Now, 20 years later, I'm super excited about everything I do. Um, the 2019, I had a medical procedure that didn't go as well as we wanted it to be the outcome. So that set me down this path of going from being super successful, really happy with everything that was going on in my career, about to retire in Japan, to now 
my world gets shifted upside down and now I'm getting sent to San Diego on a limb do, limited duty to try to figure out what the military uh, Balboa can do for my case, right? So that shifted everything, changed my entire direction of where I thought my life was going to go. And my wife and I ended up coming here to San Diego. And now we have to start over, right? I had 21 years in the service, never been in San Diego, and never wanted to be in San Diego. Now we had to start over. It's and not so bad. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. It could, be, it could be worse places, but it was still a shock. You know what I mean? And now that I see my career transitioning and becoming less and less possible to continue, it is difficult, right? Luckily, and by the same time, unluckily, you know, Chris came a couple months um, and has the same thing. I have another friend. His name is um, Eddie Thompson, and he's going through something similar, right? So this is how my transition and my Lindu slash medboard process started to become less of a burden. Um, I personally struggled with some emotional uh, feelings, um, depression, and stuff like that because of this, right? It, it wasn't easy to say goodbye to everything that I've loved for the last 21 years and I wanted to do more. And after not saying that I'm 100% yet, uh, but creating this network, seeing these successful people around me seeing this brotherhood that once I finish the military career, it's not going to end. The, the the tribe that we're surrounding ourselves with, luckily, it's there and it's been there, right? And now I am being hopeful again that all of these things are still possible, right? And it's just that's kind of where I'm at and why we want to give back so much. I've had junior sailors that came here to Balboa and transitioned out. And they called me back and said, hey, chief, you know, this place sucks. Nobody took care of me. They abandoned me. Uh, it, it was a horrible place. Right. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I first got here as a chief. Right. It was a horrible thing for me. Coming to San Diego, dealing with everything here because everybody's over overstuffed, undermanned, and with so many limited resources, it's just very uh, overwhelming for everyone that's trying to help you. So with those things, right? I could see where people get super easily lost and fall through the cracks, right? I was starting to fall through the cracks. And then luckily we ran into some people and some things. And, you know, I got thrown out a lifeline and I got it started to get reeled back in into the things that can be done. 
And, you know, now we're here, thankfully, and we're moving forward. Well, I think what we're doing, we're creating our own uh, solutions to to the problem because it's uh, like every time somebody joins, I had a, a, a friend that's just uh, going, to, he's going to ship out uh, Sunday. So he's going to go try out for recon and he's joining the Marines, going to hit the yellow footprints, all that good stuff. Um, but the fear is for all of us is that, okay, one day that career is going to end, whether it be 20 years or maybe it's, a, you know, for, for anybody, it could be some sort of a medical thing, whatever it is, at some point that, that chapter is going to end. And hopefully that person that went in, um, you know, with the right intentions and, and serve their, serve their uh, country that on the way out that, um, that the, uh, they don't fall through the cracks. So um, I think what, what you guys are going to continue to see and what, what gets me going every single day is that there is a community of uh, veterans, a strong community of veterans and veteran service organizations um, that, uh, that help to make sure that these folks don't fall through the cracks. Now, it does take some time to process and which ones are which and who's who and what does, you know, what thing does what. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's good that you guys are documenting the process through the podcast, um, that you're becoming ambassadors in the community. Um, so that way it's not on the shoulders of just me or Chris or Maurice. Um, you know, I saw guys like that, like Maurice and um, uh, many others in the veteran community uh, here locally. We have uh, the Veterans Beer Club founders, um, Brian, uh, Phil, and Kevin. Uh, we have the uh, founder of STEP, Tony. We have so many. Uh, we've got the founder here, Workshops for Warriors, Hernan. Um, all of these individuals took it upon themselves to create something that was bigger than themselves to, um, to help the veteran community. So um, you're going to find a sea, you know, a, a sea of, of goodwill. Um, navigating that sea is uh, what we're here to do. Um, and that's what I've made a career out of the last couple of years um, as a, a kind of a veteran transition um, expert, I would say, because I've worked in multiple industries um, from training, employment, nonprofits. Um, and um, essentially the end goal is just I want to be able to provide uh, the organization or the individual all the services that they need so that they don't fall through the cracks. And I may not be able to provide everything, whether it's a job or help them with a LinkedIn or have them network, uh, you know, a networking event or something like that. I mean, I have everything, but collectively, all, all of us with 10 of us in the room, we, we all have all the resources because we spent time um, getting to know one another, getting to know the organizations, and then being able to pass that on to the, uh, to the, next, the next folks. Love it, man. So, um... A little bit about me. I was uh, raised in Texas until I was about nine. Um, then I was pretty much uh, taken away from my mother and um, uh, sent to my uh, dad. You know, uh, I, I, we were living in a, uh, one of those uh, women's abuse shelters and then uh, sent up to my, uh, my dad to get me out of that situation. And then uh, I was quickly moved down to my grandparents down in Northern California for a little bit. And then I ended up back with my dad. Uh, you know, I was kind of a hellraiser, uh, moved around a lot. You can probably see uh, just the brief little things I just told you, you probably explains why I was a little hellraiser. And uh, 
I got helped out. Um, I, I often say that my life is actually a series of uh, people that were placed in it that changed my life either for better or for worse. And um, one person, uh, you know, uh, that came into my life was my recruiter, uh, uh, Alvin Lewis. He uh, came in and he uh, he actually took care of me, man. He was, you know, everybody's like, oh, my, uh, my, uh, my recruiter lied to me. No, not this guy. This guy actually like told me everything. He took care of, t- he took care of us. And he was the only reason why I probably ended up in the Navy and not in jail. Um, so I joined as a rescue swimmer in 2003 out of uh, Washington state. And then I realized that I couldn't really swim <laughs> and I got injured. And then I got uh, pretty much dropped from the rescue swimmer program where I became uh, um, where I became an AZ. It wasn't my first choice. Uh, if, for everybody that's out there, you know, I went from possibly being a rescue swimmer candidate to uh, uh, sitting at a desk for the, you know, destined to sit at a desk for the rest of my uh, career. Uh, but I didn't let that stop me. Um, I served you know i I took advantage of the program that i was in and i became best of my class for my rate and uh got promoted relatively quick uh relatively quickly um and then i went to guantanamo bay uh by by 2009 i came back um i had done two tours in afghanistan and uh, a tour in guantanamo bay so i was pretty pretty messed up but it was still during those times where we didn't really address any of our stuff. Um, I don't know how I made it out of that other than God and my wife um, pulled me out of pulled me out of that dark place. And luckily, I was able to get my head straight, and then you know uh, made chief, and then made senior chief as I progressed through my my time. Um, you know the whole entire not getting help has been such a like we grew up in that environment josh you you remember it you you would get oh that's the crazy guy who went to go get help you know and nobody has to know that you're getting help but as soon as they find out that you did there's like a negative negative condensation or negative like stigma towards it and I'm here to tell you there's nothing wrong with finding somebody to talk to and like literally just unload all your pack baggage. They can't, they can't do anything other than watch you unload all your baggage all over the place. And then kind of analyze like, Hey, what's, what's this thing. And then you talk about it. It's, it's actually been pretty, uh, um, revolutional just doing that process. So, um, you know, when I came back from Japan and linked up with Yogi, man, I was, I was pretty fortunate. You know, he, he helped me out more ways than one, man. I was, I was pretty, pretty bad place when I, I came back, you know, like, Hey, like I'm away from my family. Uh, Yogi was always like, come on, man, come down. We're we're making food. So we (laughs) always hang out. Well, I'm glad you got a battle buddy over here and and now you got, I'm sure you're, you're bringing yeah. some more. So um, actually, I was just looking it up because it, it, uh, it was crossing my mind. Um, 
I personally have used this service um, when I needed, uh, uh, you know, somebody to just talk to. Um, not just, a, I mean, there's professional mentors. Um, I actually just did a bit today for us to send out um, via LinkedIn on a, a transition tip of the day. So we just recorded and put out on LinkedIn. Um, I did a session on um, uh, American corporate partners getting the you get a year of, of a free mentor. So I'm, I'm on uh, ACP uh, mentor list as well as Veterati. Um, you can just kind of do the a la carte, um, pick a mentor thing through Veterati, which is super awesome. Um, but there's actually something that I personally use to share. It's called giveanhour.org. Um, and there are pretty much mental health, health providers um, that are that donate their time through here. So essentially, you don't even have to kind of go through the VA or anything else like that. There's actually a list of it's a giveanhour.org, just like how it sounds. Um, but they donate um, time for uh, for veterans to use that service and get a free hour of uh, of uh, talking to a, either a psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, I'm not too sure, but um, I, you know, like I said, that's a, a super easy resource to tap into for anybody that's listening that um, you know just needs somebody to talk to right now. Because not, maybe not all the time is it about a job or something you know so uh you know it's career specific it's like you said it's there's tough times that all of us go through um essentially the uh i joke about the veteran package which is uh you know checking the boxes like you know i've I've got a kid i've got a divorce you know i've got you know disability i've got boom 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 so um as (laughs) as much as the resources that we get for those things maybe we get you know um you know the 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 military gave us benefits for what we went through, um, which is great. So you can't, I can't complain about that. Um, but at the same time, the likelihood of you struggling through things um, uh, can be higher. Um, but it also, uh, essentially, it's a double-edged sword. I, I think I want to stress that on this this podcast is it's you know just as much as you you have a higher likelihood to maybe struggle with these difficult challenges that nobody else, the other 99% of America may not ever experience. Um, and, and that's why I love this community, but also it makes you have that capacity and makes you that much stronger, um, you know, in mentally tough and, and, and uh, emotionally uh, able to get through these situations. So uh, I, I try not to get, you know, too much on the, on the doom and gloom of things. Um, yes. <laughs> as much as like I said, there, there's some very, very um, op- optimistic uh, points of view about what we have, because um, uh, I think if we stick together, the art, we're going to have a lot more success stories and less homeless. And let me because if I if I meet somebody who's post 9-11 veteran um, and I go dig through their you know uh, background and, and story and what they're going through. Um, you know, I think our generation has been, we, even if it has nothing to do with their GI bill or has nothing to do with their government issued benefits, the fact that, that they can touch base with either one of us, um, and, and have somebody to talk to that has nothing in common with them, but except for the bond that we have as, as, uh, that we all serve and we treat each other, you know, the same, whether, whether or not you, um, had a prestigious military career or the person you know, uh, you know, we got, got medically separated at five to seven years. You know, I'm not going to treat that person any different. They get the same treatment across the board. So, um, so for some people that can be difficult because maybe they did have a prestigious career. Maybe they, they were the top of their class of every single thing and they were the greatest 
war fighter to ever have lived. <laughs> but and now and now they're the you know and now they're trying to get a job or or trying to you know start a business and everybody's just looking at them like they're just Joe Schmo, and, and that that can be difficult too. Um, so there's 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 pluses and minuses to the whole to the whole process. But I I'd like to think we're we're headed in the right direction. You know, and I just want to uh, point out, you know, hey, everything that I just told you guys is kind of me and the forge still. So th that's the thing. A lot of people think that you get strong by just working out and, you know, uh, no, the actually uh, strength is mental, 100% mental strength. Um, it's not, it's not just physical, but it's actually going through it and and going through the fire in order to become stronger because if you don't go through the fire if you don't go like we're in the fire you have to get you have to get out of the fire in order to realize that you've gained strength out of it and thanks for bringing appreciate, up that, uh, the, appreciate the the sunshine unless it's rained or you know it's just it's the same same analogies you know you can't appreciate it, it's one thing to appreciate having a really good job or career when you've been unemployed you know, and, or you've been struggling to get a job. So um, I think the, the more you exercise and, 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 you know, those trials and tribulations, not everybody goes through them. Maybe, like I said, the, everybody's transition is different. Some people have an easier time getting a job, but struggle with mental health. Some people have, uh, you know, a tougher, you know, time with this one thing, but then they struggle with the other thing. So it's not all the same. It's a mixed bag of what we get when we get out of the military, you know, because all of those things come with a cost. So being a highly successful entrepreneur, you know, and you wonder why that person committed suicide or, you know, or, or, or completely lost it. Um, it's because it's the, the, you know, highest high risk, high reward. Um, so no, it, it just, we've got to, we got to, you know, share and, and be open with, um, you know, how to help each other out. It's not just um, financial, you know, sometimes, like you said, it's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Um, uh, biggest thing in this stressful time, physical exercise and activity always definitely helps. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, I think you're right. Let's get into the, uh, the best part, um, our vision, mission, and goals. <laughs> you know, um, I, I just want us to realize, hey, this podcast you know, we're going to, we're going to mention things that are real, you know, uh, our, one of our biggest things that we want to make sure people understand is that this is a genuine conversation. Um, though I may prep and figure out stats and statistics and stuff like that. That's not me scripting the thing. We're actually sitting here. We're having a fluid organic conversation. You're going to hear a stumble over our words. You're going to hear some things be like, Oh, that guy didn't edit that out. No, because I want you to capture the humanism that's actually happening as we talk about this adjustment period of our of our life. Um, one of one of uh, our visions for uh, Return to Roots, uh, creating a how-to uh, resource library. So it's not just uh, talking to the resources that you know. Uh, if we uh, you know when we bring a workshop for warriors or reboot or. Uh, step forward academy or step because there's two different programs um, you know support the enlisted project uh, we're not just going to bring them on but we're also seeking people that have actually used them so we could get their perspective 
so we're not just bringing it from hey we bring that organization on here and we talk to them but we're getting real live brothers and sisters and their family members in here and talking about these resources because it's like a three three-dimensional approach to to it um and i think that's what would uh, that's going to help a lot to to kind of solidify um a lot of the organizations that people go to because they're trying to decide and maybe they hear one of these stories and they're like man i should try that thing out like for example i'm, I'm always harping about veterati but not only have I used like Veterati to, to mentor uh, many individuals? I've also been on calls myself where I'm at, you know, as a mentee asking people, you know, uh, uh, decisions and questions that I have about, uh, about life um, as well. And I've actually met um, uh, in that time period where I was using Veterati as a, a mentorship tool, um, I met some really good people that ended up not being a mentee or a mentor, but actually just being a friend. And, um, you know, actually, uh, I'll shout him out on here because he's a big part of our community. His name is William Liu. Um, he's a, 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 a veteran, Navy veterans. He was a SWO. Um, and uh, we always help each other out, whether it's community um, uh, events um, and promoting uh, different opportunities and helping each other um, find employment, or maybe he knows somebody you know, we're really, uh, we're able to do that. And I met that person through using one of these tools. I'm not just, you know, promoting it and, you know, shouting out these different organizations because of, you know, uh, this person pays me, pays me my, for my living wage or whatever. Like these are real, real live organizations and tools that you can use for your success after the military, um, like Veterati or um, ACP, American Corporate Partners, um, you know, those, those, those are accessible, no matter if you're stationed in Japan right now, you can use those things, um, you know, right away. Uh, so I like to promote those tools that are accessible to everyone, just because you may be listening to the podcast and you may not, you may be in, you know, stationed in Georgia or stationed somewhere else. Like these are our universal, um, national, um, access, nationally accessible tools um, that you can, you can go to first before kind of getting into organizations that are strictly local. Absolutely. Um, so part of our mission and our vision is to be able to reach as many of our service members and their families on active duty transitioning. And not just the transition, but what we find most important from everyone that we've heard and talked to is the reintegration portion of it. It is easier to talk, it's really easy to talk about all those things right but we want to be there and we want to connect them to people that are there to give them the warm handoff and move them to whatever their their next place and communication of um where their next home is going to be at where their next mission in life is going to be at right and we're talking about the service members, the wives, the family, right? And anyone that surrounds them, that way it's bringing them all along because if you're not fully engaged and you're missing part of your family, you're not gonna be able to be successful. We also wanna talk about, you know, bring this to as many media platforms as we can. We are starting off with uh, 
the podcast community, but we're also going to bring it up to YouTube and other avenues so that they can get, everyone can get the knowledge that they want and need. So, yeah, and we, we know like word of mouth is always best, but because of the fact that we do have, I think that's one thing that's important for us to all get really, really um, as, as good as we can get on, um, on marketing and, and sharing things via social media. Um, so as you guys are recording a podcast, I mean, people 10 years ago might have not have thought to do that, to share these resources um, and, and to reach as many people as possible, just because I know that's a, you know, it's the, it's an idealistic thing to think we're going to make as many people as possible in every single category and homeless and veterans and spouses. And it's a very, you know, that's, that's all across the board. Um, but as you kind of sift through that and, and we can optimize our, um, our, our, our networks, um, it's going to be each one of those categories, um, meeting people where they're at, essentially. Right. So, you know, if you want to impact the, you know, the uh, homeless veteran community, there's organizations that specialize in that. There, if you want to impact the military spouse community, there's, and I, and I think you, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of the organizations on as you continue to do episodes. Um, I personally just feel like want, I wanted to reach out to as many different levels of where people are at because it spans from somebody who is wanting to work in semiconductor engineering as a project manager and a retired, you know, pilot, um, all the way down to somebody who, and I, that person's going to find me on LinkedIn or maybe at a networking event or something like that. But somebody else is maybe, you know, they're from their Marine uh, 0311 at Camp Pendleton and they're just, you know, out at a bar or something like that. That person may find me on Instagram. Or, you know, they're in an employment group or a networking group on Facebook. We have to meet those people. If we really want to serve this community, we have to meet those people where they're at. And I think um, you guys are a great example of reaching out and finding different ways to reach the community because we can share this podcast on those multiple platforms um, as opposed to just thinking everybody's going to just, you know, somebody will get it eventually. You know, I think we have to... Um, go upstream and catch these people and, and, you know, and do what we can to, um, to get the word out about it. So, uh, you know, once again, you know, I, not everybody's going to have the opportunities that we have to like meet in a certain particular place, but maybe they, um, you know, they share it to a friend and other friends share it to them and, and, you know, it could be on Instagram, you know, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. <laughs> Whatever means necessary, I think that um, I'm really big on on optimizing your social media and everything like that. So, you know, I, I think when it comes to just so, you know, as part of the part of the show, if you're on Instagram, you can reach me on jp.mill with three L's um, at Vetted Talent Network. That's B-E-T-D, Victor, Echo, Tango, Delta, Talent Network, um, as well as Workshops for Warriors. That's easy to find. Um, and then we host networking events called Buddy Check and Biz, um, just like Buddy Check and Biz. That's on Instagram. Um, same thing with Facebook, those same tags. And then on uh, LinkedIn, um, you can reach me at Joshua, middle name Dominic, last name Prado, P-R-A-D-O for LinkedIn. Um, but all of us tag each other. We'll eventually get this out as much as possible. 
Um, you know, I I think it's it's great that we're creating these essentially uh, shareable media uh, conversations and it's real conversations, not just promo material type of stuff. <laughs> you know, and you know what you were just talking about kind of resonates with me, man. Knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power, but doing it is is the other part of the equation. And if you know somebody else that's done it, well, you just compounded your your uh, ability to do it. You, you see what I'm saying? So knowing somebody else that's gone before you, those trailblazers that, that are out there that have used those programs, that's what we're going to bring to you. And we plan on bringing uh, episodes every week. We, we're going to be releasing episodes every week. Then we're going to be releasing at least one special episode every month. So that's going to be a total of... Uh, my math let's see 64 episodes <laughs> Just 64 episodes you got a lot uh, of reporting to do <laughs> yeah right 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 yeah you know we uh we we are very blessed uh yogi and i um i think we are going to be an interesting mix for people uh we have different perspectives in this world but we've also done uh we've also got a friendship that uh, you'll you'll see us tease each other occasionally on here. So <laughs> it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great uh, great combination. If if you know, but I'm a little biased. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you guys are here in San Diego. We, I mean, again, we have a strong military community uh, here. You know, I'm glad to introduce you guys to the, a lot of the organizations, and you're already doing the work to to get to know the organizations and the people that are really making an impact and that have inspired me. Cause uh, I don't know, I guess a few years ago, I was, I was the, the young kid trying to do what you guys are doing. And I started to create, and you know, things and, and get involved. And then now, uh, you know, the next generation is doing the same thing. And I feel like I'm both kind of in the older category now, which is weird. But, um, Cause I was like the young buck of the mix. Um, and, you know, the OGs were like, you know, Maurice and, and Phil and all those guys. But, um, but once again, I mean, in every single base and city, there's always people like us. And I think that, um, you know, have, knowing who those people are, uh, you know, luckily we have LinkedIn. The accessibility of, of the resources and the people is, is insane. You know, like if you're listening to this and you're stationed in, you know, um, in, in Hawaii or your station in Washington, you can send, you know, send a message through Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook um, and you to to us or the, or some of the people in the organization that we mentioned. And, um, you know, I, I'd be hard pressed to say, you know, that, that you're not going to get a response back because um, the accessibility of the military community, especially the veteran community, there's so many people that want to help you. Um, again, you know, that can be uh, overwhelming. So you have to kind of sift through exactly what you want and take the time to figure all that out. But um, there's no shortage of, of people that um, uh, that want to help. And, and I think, like you said, we're the 1% of society. We always forget that. I think I, I forget that, um, that we're a small, small but powerful group. Um, and it's specifically in military transition. I mean, there's other things where, like I said, we don't want to discount uh, military supporters and civilians on the impact that they have on reintegrating us into the into the community because the especially in employment they're not adapting to the military 
we are adapting to the culture of the organization, especially in employment. They're not going to, you're not going to take every single thing that you got from the Marines or the Navy and dump that into Boeing. No, no, you are adapting into that culture. Um, if you're going to, you know, that's going to be your next chapter. You can take all the good things from it, but you're not, they're not adapting to you. That's what sometimes people get misconstrued. Um, you know, you, if you want to fully just take everything that you have and nobody tell you nothing and you get to do it your way, then you can be a business owner and, and, but still your investors are going to have some input on what you do. And maybe they're not all going to be veterans that understand your background. They may, might have no idea. They're just investing in, in the finance. So, so we need to, um, like I said, we can't do it alone. Um, but we, you know, there's other people that you can, you can reach out to and, and lean on, especially in the transition phase. You said it, man. You said it well. And I want to put this out there for the record. The best way to say thank you is to listen to this podcast, listen to the uh, resources that come onto this podcast. And if you really want to say thank you, help through the organizations that come on on here. That's the best way to say thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah. And and absolutely, um, you know, I serve as a, and, and you guys I'm sure are stepping into that role as well as a um, resource or a mentor, um, among other things in the military community. Uh, my, my specialization is in uh, recruiting, training, and helping place uh, veterans into uh, their careers. Um, last few years that has been in the tech sector, um, specifically IT. Um, prior to that was in semiconductor engineering as well. Um, and then now um, I'm trying to make a dent in the manufacturing side of the house. So, um, you know, as, as uh, the workforce gets older and starts to retire, there's a lot of trades um, and skilled uh, positions out there that you can get training for, um, including welding and machining is what uh, I'm, I'm helping uh, build or helping uh, work on right now um, here at Workshops for Warriors. Uh, but also I, I, I've worked in many different fields. So if, you, if I can help you out, I'd love to be a resource um, individually as well as, a, or as an organization here uh and then chris and yogi you guys continue to keep doing what you guys are doing um you know i i appreciate what you guys do and what you guys are are, are going to do in the future with uh, this podcast so josh uh, josh, uh we're, we're gonna bring you we're gonna bring you back on and we're gonna have you do a whole entire exclusive episode just for the uh, uh workshop warriors because you guys do something very interesting, uh, bringing manufacturing to the forefront. And it's not just like in a place that's like far off. No, you guys are right next to 32nd, uh, the 32nd <laughs> yeah. base, you know, where, where we need manufacturing. And that's one thing that, man, I could, I could get really passionate about this. And manufacturing needs to come back to the States. It is a dying art. And, it, and I think that you guys are bringing some, uh, some revolutionary uh, people into the art, a lot of entrepreneurial type of people that are doing manufacturing that you guys are training up. So, yeah, I mean the 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 application is is uh, is crazy because you have the obviously um, veterans uh, supplementing manufacturing in aerospace is pretty easy. You can see that with defense and and, uh, and uh, aerospace engineering. You can see that with manufacturing for 
the automobiles, you can see that with, um, you know, multiple applications, as, as well as just the, the veteran entrepreneurs that are wanting to, you know, um, mod their, uh, their motorcycle or their, you know, make, a, make knives using, well, you know, there's, there's so many applications um, that you can, you can use this for. Um, so it's not just a one-stop shop for, uh, for uh, a career, but also just picking up those skills um, and, and taking those into your next chapter as well. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate to be a part of this. Uh, the last couple of years, it's mostly been the tech. Veterans to tech has been my kind of like my niche uh, over the last couple of years because of cybersecurity and programming and, um, you know, helping veterans go from whatever they did in the service to a cybersecurity analyst or a network engineer. Um, that's, you know, my, my specialty, but, um, but I, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing it here with workshops. So we'll do a whole episode and maybe I'll bring some, some guests on for that one as well. Uh, I think it's just good, great to, to get some of this information out no matter, no matter what. Absolutely. And we want to bring you for that. Then you talk about all the programs that you have under your belt and your experience. So we might bring you a couple back times if it's okay with you. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I want to thank you again for interviewing us, being our episode 000. And we will be airing uh, February 15th. It's a very, very important day for the Yogi family, the Panda family, and the tribe of Return to Roots that is going to be amazing to carry on forward. Uh, actionable content for today, it would be basically stay tuned, share this with everyone around you so that we can get the word out to as many people as possible. And just keep us in mind, man, for everything that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to, to be on with you guys and also to continue to work with you guys as well. So hopefully, um, you know, the uh, uh, program that's coming up here in San Diego, you guys have access uh, to uh, to the podcast studio um, uh, this this week as well. So um, I'll uh, we'll talk more about that later. But, but yeah, stay tuned, yeah. guys. There's, there's going to be a lot of things uh, in the works for Return to Roots. Um, you know, just know that you're not alone. Uh, there's other folks that have been where you've been at, whether it's, uh, you know, a limb do or separation or unemployment or mental stress. We all been there at some point in time. <laughs> you're not the first one in the history of all humanity, um, especially as, as a fellow, um, you know, veterans or, or retirees. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that have been in your shoes. Um, figure out how to get connected with them. Um, definitely don't hesitate to get help um, and how to move forward. And um, and I think we're going to be able to do a lot of good things together as a team. Like you said, teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, man. Yeah. Teamwork, dream work. I love it, man. Hey, any save rounds or alibis, guys? No? All right. It's not I think, all I think rainbows. We got an empty clip right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but. Yeah, we are a tribe here. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, like we really do want to hear from you guys. So please leave them. And, you know, first episode, I think it's a five. You guys all agree? Five stars, top ratings. <laughs> yeah, you guys, it's, it's, good, it's good continuing to get to know you guys. And I appreciate you guys letting us share 
Um, we'll get more into the nitty gritty and, and a little bit more deep dive on the future episodes. I'm excited to see who you guys have on the shows coming up. Um, you know, as you guys continue to uh, to to get involved in sharing um, the transition resources that are out there. Um, again, if you're listening, you, if you want to reach uh, reach me directly, um, Instagram jp.mill with three L's, um, emails jp at wfw.org, um, and uh, LinkedIn and Instagram is just first, middle, and last name, Joshua Dominic Prado. So signing off, if you guys need anything else unless you guys have any save rounds, stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I need some whiskey in my glass. Bourbon. My bad. Ow, now, brown cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're kind of roots out. But we touched on some topics today that I feel that we need to just address. Um, there's courage to call. And if any reason while you're listening to the show, uh, you feel like you're experiencing some um, past experiences, you know, courage to call uh 211 um they can help you out and process that stuff they have uh veterans uh services available um for people that may need to talk to somebody um especially you know unlocking some of this stuff it it can bring stuff up so i, I understand so courage to call 211 i hope you guys enjoy the show and uh it's been a privilege to be able to be here in front of you guys thank you Do us a solid. Share this content with everyone you know, regardless if they're associated with the military or not. This content will help someone you know, and hopefully will lessen the deadly gap after service. Our goal is to do whatever we can to reduce the number of suicides from 22 to 0 within the community. Give us a 5-star review, follow, like, and subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, and you can follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram for more content from our guests. These are our personal experiences, and we do not represent the views of the United States Navy and or the Department of Defense. Your transition is ultimately up to you. Please do your research and ask questions. Use Master Chief Google or ask a friend and network within the community that you belong to. Return the roots out. Thank you.